Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Queen Chats. We are day 12 now. We've heard so many amazing stories and the stories are going to keep continuing. Of course, before anything, the trigger warning, we are, of course, going to talk about domestic abuse. So if this is something that you're not comfortable with in your headspace right now, then please skip this series. Um, but I think it's really important to talk about these things and to bring more awareness, um, to make it more normal for us to talk about experiences and to warn others so they don't fall in the same pattern. So I have an amazing queen on the podcast today. So if you could just introduce your name and your title for me. Hello everyone. My name is Abigail Kabiru and I'm your current Miss Interglobal UK. Oh, so the very first as well, the very first. Yes, indeed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and soon, we were just talking about beforehand, soon you'll be on the international stages. Let's go, COVID. We've got things to do. <laughs> Honestly, keep it stepping now. <laughs> That's it, away. Um, so we are, of course, um, in the midst of the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence um, by the UN. And you, of course, have some experience. So if you could just talk to us about your experience personally with uh, domestic abuse and violence. Um, Yeah, so I unfortunately had a very close and hands-on experience Mm. um, where I witnessed domestic violence between my parents uh, at the age of four. Mm -hmm. So uh, there was a very unfortunate incident where I was actually involved in one of the altercations and that led to my dad at the time being arrested and mm. having to go to the station and after a few weeks I found myself and my mom packing our bags and up and getting out mm. <laughs> um, so it was at a very young age where you're in your formative years and things most people don't really remember a lot of things but yeah. that day was one of the probably the first memories I have from being a child um so yeah very um staining (laughs) I guess Mm. that's my scientist part coming out um but it's definitely something that's uh, stayed with me and even after my my mom obviously made the decision the very courageous decision to leave um we were in a shelter where there were a lot of other women and children who had also been in uh domestic abuse situations and yeah I definitely it was interesting to see especially looking back now the different dynamics and how people were affected differently by those experiences it's such a such a tough age as well um and how has that how has that led towards later life how has that affected you um because I mean it's, it is a very traumatic experience to go to even though it wasn't happening to you but it was happening to your family and it changed the whole family dynamic absolutely uh, in terms of my mental health it did take a long time to kind of work through everything uh this happened when I was four I'm 21 now I think it's only about four years ago that I really started getting to a point where I'd worked through it and it was an experience that I'd fully put past myself. Um, But I think also mentally, it made me weary in in ways with like entering relationships. I was very hyper aware of like, as soon as it, like, you know, when they say red flags and all of that, as soon as there's a red flag, I was like, yeah, no, what's going on here? 
um, I guess positive because it, it it made me very much aware of the things that I wanted and mm. the negative side of that is that can very be distrusting of people um, and their intentions we little bit of in excess it's not a good thing either finding that balance was, was quite a challenge in itself but it also helped me because I then also had people around me that had found themselves situations where they're in uh, experiencing domestic violence I think because I knew that my mom had the strength to to go mm. I think it helped me understand how to kind of support someone and let them know like even if it's not today every single day that you try to do what's best for you it's a step in the right direction Definitely. I think that even though, yeah, as you said, it happened at a young age, some people, and this is where a lot of parents will go, that the child won't know, but the the child does know and it will find out. And it's, you know, it hears, like children are very smart. They're very smart. You you don't think they hear things? They'll pick up on things. Uh, (laughs) I'm learning that. Penelope comes out of all sorts but um no it it can it can affect how you approach things later on in life um for me unfortunately even though I knew all the red flags I still dove in because I was like well I'm here now let's dive in even even more um but it also does make you appreciate um the recovery and the journey um and for your mum to have that strength, um, which is amazing. So how did you kind of come to terms, how did you help your mental health with with that of getting over this? Well, it's not getting over, because obviously it happened, it's, it's been a part of your life, but to be able to talk about it, to be able to help others, um, were there any steps, anything that you took at all? Um, for a long time, I it was a memory that I suppressed. So I was very aware of what had happened. So in this one of the specific instances, like my parents had gotten into an argument and one led to the next. And I actually found myself being pulled back and forth between the two of them, um, Mm. which is also the day that the police got called by the neighbours and everything. Um, And I knew this was a memory I had and I knew, sorry, (laughs) I knew this uh, was something that, really affected me but for a very long time I I did try to suppress it and it took literally one day having a conversation with my mum and I, I sat down we must have been just talking about a whole lot of stuff and I was like I have this memory from when I was four years old and I gave her the description of everything that had happened and I told her the details and she was astonished because like you said you don't realize how much children pick up and she had no clue that I literally remembered every single thing that had gone on that day and that conversation gave me a great deal of closure and mm. it was like this relief of like yes this is an experience I think it was the acknowledgement of something happening yeah knowing that I hadn't over-exaggerated it or made a big deal out of something that was nothing um that affirmed me in a very good way and then I I mean I I will say I did not have the easiest childhood and I I went through quite a few things and I was in therapy 
when I was about 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helped me very much so with just knowing how to unpack trauma, yeah. and how to unlearn certain behaviours, and also like how to be kind to myself mm-hmm. and to give myself a bit of grace. Um, but I think the most important thing that I learned out of all of it is to always prioritise you. Yeah. Especially when it comes to people we love, it's so easy to get lost in love and others that you forget to love yourself. Um, but then the shortcoming of not loving yourself is that the love you give to others is not a wholehearted love because you're only given fragments of yourself because you've barely got anything to spare. Yeah. Uh, that's been a huge lesson. Yeah. Um, I definitely think the whole, you know, the closure, the acknowledgement is so important because we don't, we often don't think of how extreme that was. We think, oh, I'm just, I'm just being a drama queen. I'm just over exaggerating. But to have that acknowledgement that no, actually, that did happen. It really does validate. Um, and a lot of people, when they find themselves in those situations, will come back later in life and they're like, um, I have through this series um, of everyone telling me their experiences. I'm like, wow, actually, I didn't overreact um, with how I was feeling. I have it well within my rights. Um, but with all of that, um, okay, <laughs> with all of that, um, how have you um, taken all of this experience? How have you then come into pageantry? What sort of things do you do with pageantry to, to help advocate for um, things like this? Um, so for me, my platform is all about empowering young women in every single way possible. And I think a big part of that is taking my own life experiences and and using my knowledge and the bit of wisdom that I have now to be able to help others. Um, So within pageantry, I mean, we work with some amazing charities. I've worked with Women's Aid previously raising funds for them and just highlighting that these things are real. And especially with a platform like pageantry where we're often perceived to be like perfect Barbie dolls and (laughs) everyone's life is all good and dandy and we have the beautiful glitz and glam on the outside discussing topics like these are so important because you absolutely never know who is going through this um and with anything when you bring light to an issue that might potentially give someone else the opportunity to see that whatever they're going through first of all it's not just them and second of all there is a way out and there's a light at at the end of the tunnel um so yeah, that's been a very just important part of um, even. Oh, sorry, I'm fumbling my words a little bit. That's right, it's, it's all making sense to me. <laughs> um, even just within um, the sports and stuff that I do, we we talk a lot about these things. The, the women that I have around me, we talk a a, a lot <laughs> about what it is to know yourself and what your boundaries are and being strict in your boundaries, but also educating like the men around me. And it's been a really big part of it as well. And that is what the the 16 days was originally um, done for, is to educate men on how we can eliminate 
the violence against women. Of course, we're not discriminating out that there is violence against men because there is, there's violence man on man, woman on man, like um, there is a lot, but of course this is focusing on domestic violence against women and you know within the household as well because there are so many people that do live with this and don't think that it's something to talk about and by having something like this as a platform to share it um and to to let people know that there are other people that have gone through what you've gone it is valid to feel how you're feeling um there's help there is help there available should you choose to use it but boundaries are so important because it's protect it's protecting yourself as well. I think especially going through an experience like this and, and jumping into a relationship, you're like, right, I need to make sure that my boundaries are respected. Yeah. But also definitely. try not to bring the past too much into it where you're not letting yourself move on um and be that vulnerable person that everyone doesn't want to know. Like, no, no vulnerability rules. <laughs> The walls are high up, girl. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I think um, something that I always like to say in life is everything's about balance. And that's something within relationship and, and boundaries. And like you said, being able to have your boundaries, but also being able to evolve the balance that you create. Like, are we at an equilibrium? Are things evening out? Is it a give and take? Are your boundaries healthy? Are you communicating in a healthy manner? Um, And those are just things that we need to reiterate because some people just never learn how to really establish their own boundaries. I didn't have an understanding of what it really meant to have boundaries till I started doing some more like soul searching, Mm -hmm. (laughs) for lack of better words. But I just want to encourage everyone to kind of like, it's as simple as let your no's be no's and your yeses be yeses. Start with things like that um, and then see how that is, uh, affects everything around you. Yes, you let your no- yep, I love that. Let your nose be nose and your yes be yes. That's so, so important. Um, so finally, um, we come to the end. And <laughs> my last thing would be, what advice would you give to someone who may, of course, you've given some great advice already, but what advice could you give to someone who has in your position um, and had abuse in the home um, what can they do to help heal I know there's obviously there are professional routes but um, what advice could you give for that um, my first advice would be it's not your fault mm-hmm. don't blame yourself and I think once you accept that that nobody deserves to have these experiences and that you you did not do anything to deserve it that's a very freeing feeling and I think the most important thing is that amongst everything just prioritize yourself so that you can start seeing the things that you deserve and the things you don't deserve and obviously there is loads of professional resources out there but I think everyone's journey is different but I still also do think that everyone's journey starts with self-acceptance and, mm. and self-love. And once you start to really, really love and nurture yourself, oftentimes that, that's where you'll find the strength to get yourself out of those environments. Yep, it has to come. It has to come from you. No one else can, can make you do something. It has to come from yourself. Absolutely. Um, 
that's really wise. Well, thank you so much um, with all the insert problems and uh, missing, <laughs> <laughs> missing each other and Skype and dogs and all, all sorts. Starbucks, it'll be, uh, <laughs> we got that in the end. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> Enjoy.